If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. This is uh, episode 215 and of course we are the official video games podcast of W2Net.com and in partnership with Last Word on Life. And I am uh, your host Sean Garman here is with me as always Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well. I'm still... Yeah, you're you're still here, um, coronavirus free, right right now. I, I just got that pesky, got that pesky age to deal with now. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, it, you know, this is uh, we we've last week. I felt like, you know, I said it would probably be the beginning of us talking about it every week, and lo and behold, here we're going to be talking about it again. With, um, you know, E3 has now been affected, and even even more things are now being affected uh, by by COVID nineteen, and it feels like it's just going to be escalating by the day as uh, more and more cases happen, and more and more things until you know who knows if it's going to take a year or however long it's going to take for uh, this thing to either the season to end, which hopefully that happens faster than it's going to probably take for a uh, a uh, vaccine to get made. Uh, of course, if you yeah. listen to our idiot president, that's apparently happening tomorrow, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> this isn't he's doing it himself. He's in the lab mixing up the chemical, you know. <laughs> right, you know. Uh, exactly. So, Anyway, uh, just uh, to let you know, we are available on pretty much every freaking podcast service there is, so you can find your favorite one and listen to us there, hit subscribe, and of course, if you uh, like what you hear, you can hit that review, and uh, go on podchaser.com and review us as well. That's a great little uh, site that keeps updating and, and having uh, wonderful things put on it. For You can even reply to your 
reply to reviews, which is cool because you can't really do that on on a lot of other services. You kind of got to deal with people that if they want to troll you, you kind of just got to deal with it. It kind of sucks. But um, yeah, so we are going to have to talk about more uh, COVID-19 stuff. Uh, in fact, my job has already made us sign a paper that if this gets really bad, we might have to work from home. Uh, so, you know, they wanted to know if anybody that signed had a really good internet and could actually hook up your computer to a router and <laughs> all this other stuff. I was like, damn, the, I guess they don't believe in wireless then. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... It's gonna. There's already places that are already having to work from home because of the situation. So a lot of devs and publishers, in fact, are going that route. So might as well start with the big news of the day, which is uh, E3 2020 has officially been canceled, not postponed like GDC. It's actually officially canceled completely. Um, now they're trying to rush to to see if they can do some kind of digital event. Now, Microsoft and Ubisoft have already announced they're doing digital events. Uh, Microsoft already does that, um, what's it called, inside Xbox thing. So it wasn't too far-fetched for them to do that anyway. Uh, Ubisoft has never really ventured into that realm, but will be interesting. Well, they'll still have their stage presentation of all the dancers and stuff, but not only just being the audience. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the NBA just suspended their entire season right now uh, because a player tested positive for the virus before the game began. So can, I can only hope this thing takes on football as well. <laughs> I hope not, because if it goes to that, if we're still having to deal with it that badly in August and September, this isn't good for the entire world man it's not not good uh but yeah i mean it's I and mean, we already have a south by southwest got canceled uh, which is not a gaming centric thing but there are a lot of gaming things that sometimes happen at that event um uh yep. so yeah i mean uh, gone <laughs> we've had our first uh console delayed the Konami's uh, Turbo Graphic 16 Mini got Konami make Yeah. Weird. Weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Konami announced that the release of Turbo Graphic 16 Mini has okay. been delayed due to COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. So, uh it's they didn't have a lot of games announced for it, but it was supposed to come out March 19th, which should have been next week. No, no, they announced they announced all 40 games for that thing. I mean, that's been oh, really? okay. months. Yeah. Like, each, each, uh, it's weird because, like, I think it's like every version of the system can have, like, play every region game. Oh, that's but, cool. like, certain games aren't, don't have a translation. I think it's, like, police, or, uh, police knots. And it's like, uh, alright. <laughs> this will go well for the uh, American, you know, for the English speaking world. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the well, you know, uh, all of these, you know, all these events you just mentioned canceled. It's nice to see the one event that has to happen isn't canceled yet. And of course, I mean the twenty-first annual gathering of the Juggalos. 
<laughs> that, that, that'll stay strong. That'll keep, you know, those Burning Man guys may go down, but not the Juggalos. <laughs> eh, that'll get... They'll uh, just eventually not have that either. So, but yeah, I, don't, I don't even know any of these games that are listed on here other than R-Type and Splatterhouse and... For the TG-16? Okay, so I do have... Okay, so I do know East, 1 and 2, Splatterhouse, Space Harrier, and R-Type. And I think that's pretty much... You never, you never heard of Bomberman? You never heard of well, Bomberman? Bomber, okay, <laughs> I missed the Bomberman, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard of Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Like, I know that's a very high-reviewed... Uh, or people like that one quite a bit. Oh, that's uh, the military... Japanese one, right? Yeah, but that'll be on the American one, too. No, that's on the American one. Uh, it's not listed on the U.S. one. Oh. Uh, no, no, it's across all regions. Like, that's what I meant. Like, you can play any game, you know. It'll have the American, you know, ROM of it on there. Um, oh, okay. The two games I know of, uh, Military of Madness, you would probably really like. Yeah. Because it's what, it's what Advanced Wars is. <laughs> or that's what they stole from. <laughs> right. Uh, Bonk's Adventure was, like, kind of the TG mascot. He was, like, a little caveman mm-hmm. guy who could, like, run around and eat meat. Uh, that's kind of about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Splatterhouse is fine, I guess, but, I mean, yeah, the, T- the TurboGrafx-16 wasn't, like, a huge console when it came out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it was also having to deal with other competitors at the time. So. Yeah. I mean, it was neat. Like, the games were really cool looking, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If it ever went down in... Prices. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird that, you know, this thing got delayed like a week and a half before it came out. Like, how bad, like, was, like, manufacturing... It's probably because... Yeah. Or, uh, like, testing, like, each console to see if it's infected, or, you know... I mean, you, there's that. Can you imagine somebody gets the freaking coronavirus because they got the TurboGrafx-16? I mean, like, the uproar that would be happening because now you have to be checking everything that freaking comes in your mail. And like, I, I also, like, you also have to have people there to produce it, and they're not... Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, they don't have, China's not having anybody do anything like that, where you have a lot of people in a building that way, so it's it's not gonna, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes on this heavily to by the time where you would have had E3 if they start just saying the PS5 and Series X are not happening this year. You know, I mean, maybe, or, or unless it's like, hey, you can buy a Series X, but it now costs ten thousand dollars. You have to sign a waiver saying if you get sick, oh well, I don't think play must. do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. No. Well, I mean, unless they moved production to some other, like Vietnam or something, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. It's yeah. I'm ho- I I just keep hoping it's. The later we get with this, it's more good news unless 
bad. I mean, it's uh, certainly not a not a great thing that all you keep hearing is more and more things being canceled and more and more issues. So let's get away from that just to talk about E3 for a little bit. I know we talked about this um, when we talked about the other shows last week because obviously, you know, E3 was right there in the bullseye. But, you know, if you, depending on who you talk to, you know, Ubisoft feels like nothing's going to happen and E3 will be the same next year. And then everybody is also saying that basically goodbye E3. It won't be the same after after everybody does their own digital event or whatever it is that other companies wind up doing. I mean, there was a rumor, or not a rumor, actually, uh, Jason Schreier had confirmed that WB was supposed to have a press conference this year. So, yeah, they were supposed to show off their, like, new Batman or Rock, whatever Rocksteady's been working on game. Yeah, and then, I guess, whatever, couple of Lego games and Harry Potter, the Harry Potter RPG that people are waiting well, on. There was some, I don't know if you saw that trailer or whatever, that leaked Mario Lego game or whatever that partnership is. I don't think that's a game. I think that's Mario. Just a playset? Like it doesn't a... say TT Games or anything like that on it. I think that's just a set. Okay. Maybe. I mean, maybe mm. it's they, they could just be hiding that so it's not obvious, you know, also. but Yeah. I mean, it could just be a... Uh... I mean, yeah, it could just be, a, like, a, a well, game would be cool, I think. But, I mean, yeah, it's just some, hey, here's a Lego build, you know, Princess Peach's castle with Legos or some, something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Um, I mean, I would, I, would, I would say that's the uh, disappointing view, because, I mean, I think, like, I thought it was, I mean, Lego, or not Lego, Mario Prince, not like, the Rabbids game was, like, a really good thing. Yeah, but I mean, so, what I mean, would really be different between what we get in a Mario game compared to putting Mario in a Lego game? Well, I mean, if you just did a Lego-style Mario game, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, it doesn't have to be a. I wouldn't. I mean, I actually wouldn't want it to be like just a straight Lego game because those things are played up to shit. But if it was like a you know a platformer that was like you know Lego-looking but Mario, that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or if they had like, or if they had like a. Uh, like another patch, or like another version of that for Mario Maker Two. Here's the Lego playset. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess since we're on that subject, I would agree with you. I I think I, it'd be cool just to see them be able to do something different with Mario with Lego. I mean, yeah. it is. Uh, it it was a Mario Day. Uh, yep. This this week. Um, do you have a favorite? Mario? I mean, for me, it's probably Super Nintendo Mario. That's probably my favorite. Uh, I mean, Mario, yeah. Mario 64 is pretty up there uh, just because it was so revolutionary at the time. Uh, and I still quite like Mario RPG. Yeah, I, I mean, I I wasn't counting the spinoffs there because Mario RPG was okay. my, my favorite. I mean, if I don't like... But... I'd like rank Mario games. I mean, I'd yeah. say Mario World, Mario uh, 64. I then I'd probably say Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played Galaxy 1 or 2 that much. I mean, so, I mean, I know those are really good games, but... 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just don't like motion controls, so... I yeah, I don't blame you. That that put me off a lot of those games on the Wii of wanting. I don't want to stand there or sit there with the motion controls and have to move them around. It's, I loved Galaxy, I mean, but it was just I yeah. played it in spurts because it you know just couldn't. Well, like I mean, one of the popular uh, VR games for the Oculus is like you know Super Hot VR, mm-hmm. and I look, it's like yeah, that's cool. I don't want to stand around and move around. Like first of all, I. I Physically can't do that that well, and then also like I just want to sit down with the controller, you know, just look around it with yeah. my helmet. Like, uh, I mean, I think the only bad Mario game uh, in like the core franchise is probably Sunshine. Uh, I wouldn't. It's. I wouldn't say it's bad. Well, as it's it's, it's not. Like it's it's not bad, but it's yeah. let's say of a lesser quality than most other Mario games. Oh yeah, I mean they definitely had to like. Rush that thing out the door to try to make it a launch GameCube title. Well, that, that was a weird thing that it wasn't. It's was like the GameCube lineup is so screwed up. It's like here's Luigi's Mansion and a Star Wars game, and it's like, yeah, what? Like, <laughs> I mean, nothing well, against didn't those like games. Luigi's but... Mansion like not do as well as they thought, and so they had to oh rush, yeah, they had to rush I mean, the Sunshine because they they felt like they had to put Mario out there or nobody'd buy a GameCube or the you know, yeah. Because, like, every... I think every Nintendo console is open with a Mario game. That I can think of. So it's like, for this game... You know, for the GameCube to not, and it's like, hey, here's a... You know, somewhat horror-themed adventure game starring Luigi. It's like... Huh? (laughs) Yeah. I mean... But... I mean, what's your favorite Mario game? Uh, Mario World is... Up there is probably like my favorite. Um, I think, and Odyssey as well. Like, Odyssey was my I, game of the year in that year where we had ridiculous amounts of games in 2017. I just love the crap out of that game. Um, I, Mario World is just—it's like a game. It's like it was the only game I had for my Super Nintendo for a long time. So like I yeah. mastered the crap out of that game and just played it over and over and over and it was just so good. Like it introduced Yoshi, it introduced the the flying cape thing. Like I love Mario three as well. Mario three is one of my. Oh yeah, favorites. I think Mar- Mario three is weird because of just how like there are just ways to break that game with certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the flute. You know? Yeah. And, like you don't, you literally don't have to go do. But you can go straight to like level eight and yeah, you can uh, do the same thing with Mario World with Star Road. 
like, hey, here's right. the back entrance to Bowser's Castle. It's like, all right, cool. There's so much, like, I what I do like is that, you know, it's crazy. I mean, Mario wasn't, uh, it didn't start the platforming genre, but it's definitely the, when you think of platforming, it's, you know, Mario and then everything else. And it's just how much every one of those games comes out and it's like the cornerstone to what everybody else has to aspire to now. And uh, even Mario, you know, even Mario Maker has its own, like, oh, well, now if you somebody makes a Maker game, it, it needs to be like that. Yeah. You know? um, obviously, Dreams uh, is on another level, but yeah. Did you see, I think this was like a week or two ago, maybe even like two or three weeks, uh, Jeff from Giant Bomb, he played Super Mario Special. It was like some Mario game for the, some like weird Japanese uh, computer and it looks busted to shit. Because, <laughs> like, Mario... Like, the game world doesn't scroll correctly. Like, it scrolls screen by screen. Oh. It doesn't have, like, smooth scrolling. So, like, yeah, you just... You know, you have, like, a screen, and then you jump out of the screen, and it, like, slides to the next one. And it's wow. like... This is terrible. And, like, he was, like, missing jumps because of the scrolling. You know, because... It's, like, you can't gauge it correctly like an actual Mario game. <laughs> It's amazing so that it's, you can go back and find the, like uh, that Japanese version of Super Mario Two or whatever to, as well. Yeah, Doki Doki yeah, Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. I mean, Mar- I I I like Mario Two. Like, it, I mean, it's not, it's really not a Mario game, but I th- I still think it's conceptually interesting, or it's better than the lost levels. <laughs> I think Mario's like the one franchise where. It's really hard for me to find a game that I, like, just absolutely hated of a Mario title, you know? Like, they just... They're I mean, usually so well made. I would say the only other franchise you could say probably that is, like, Zelda. Yeah. I mean, again, there are lesser Zelda games. Other than Skyward Sword. I mean, people like that. I mean, I I haven't played it because, yeah, it has motion controls. But you could say the same thing about, like, Mario with the, you know, Galaxy 1 and 2. Like I think if they put yeah. if they remade that game like Skyward Sword or just you know standard controls would be fine. Yeah, very but they true. have to like really remake that game. There's a lot of people that can't stand uh, Zelda Two because it's so different from. Yeah, that, I mean that's the one game I would say yeah. is like not a great Zelda game, like of right. the main. Like, it's real, just the like, grind that in that, that game. Oh my god! Like I like the fact that it's an RPG or whatever, but uh, God, I feel like it took forever to get anywhere. I'm well, that and like uh, just like the basic controls and like the, mm-hmm. you know, this the collision detection is awful. <laughs> oh, it is the NES. <laughs> um, um, I, I think. Hey, man, as, you go ahead. I was going to say the only other, well, the only, the only other franchise I can think that has another bad game is Sonic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All thirty years of Sonic been great. Right. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mean, and and think about like a a franchise that also has like so many successful spinoffs. Like it's oh yeah, it's insane. Mario, like Mario they Party. Have, uh, they have poured Mario art, Mario art quite well. <laughs> I mean, like even freaking Mario Paint. Like I remember being a kid and just loving that thing. Um. 
my sister enjoyed it was like one of the games I could get her to play was Mario Paint um uh, like paper like everything like even the there's just so many like great Mar- I, man I'd have a tough time I think making a top 25 or 30 Mario games are so not number 5 I mean Mario DDR yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think probably my favorite of the spinoffs is, I mean, obviously it hurt, helps that I like soccer, but Super Mario Strikers was freaking great. Um, like, even just comparing it to, like, other arcade sports titles that don't have, you know, that are with a license or whatever, like, put that up there with, with you know, Blitz and Jam and all that. It's it's a freaking great game. Um, I mean, for... But no, so I would mind to be Mario RPG because that's such a great oh, yeah. game that I really wish those companies would go back to. Or you know, <sighs> I just don't get like I and knowing them both being Japanese developers and you know Square has gotten to play a little bit in Nintendo's realm and and all that stuff with the, you know Cloud and Smash. Like I just I, I wonder what's holding them back from. I think doing a sequel uh, or a remake or something. I think it's probably either some bad business when non like a contract with those characters. Well, obviously, I but also I think part of Nintendo still smarts from the Final Fantasy going to. Sony. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's the other thing. But it's like, yeah, like what well, you went with a cartridge for the N sixty four. Like even compare games on the N sixty four to the PS one. Like. There's no contest. The PS One looks better. Yeah, they can't do the FMB stuff. That's like yeah. I don't blame Square. They wanted to have their games look better, and Nintendo was just didn't. Well, like look at like Gex Enter the Gecko or Resident Evil Two. Like, hey, Resident Evil Two on the N sixty four is a great looking. It's you know really impressive. They managed to pull that off, but it still looks worse than the PS One version. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh... It's the decisions Nintendo made back then. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they had, you know, the 2020 Hebrews, they would go back and do it again. But yeah, I mean, Mario is is classic for for so many reasons, and it's Mario Day, and we'll see if uh, what that Lego thing winds up being uh, for Mario there it's on. Just- they should make a new uh, Jumpman game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know what Miyamoto's up to when it comes to that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Nintendo and Sony, that Nintendo PlayStation wound up selling for 360000 which That's isn't low. a whole lot Yeah. when you compare it to other things, right? But it is still the highest-selling video game like auction, most expensive oh, yeah. video game lot to be sold at an auction. Um, I mean, obviously we we know the if, if you um, this is one of like my favorite things about when when I read console wars is like getting to know like the history of of this and how it went down and just like Nintendo just all of a sudden I don't know where it goes. Oh, we're picking yeah, Phillips they, F Sony. Yeah, they backstabbed Sony really bad, and it's like well. Good, good choice. Like, look what's happened. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you you created I, a monster, <laughs> literally. I I mean I can understand. Well, 
Nintendo had a bad like them trying to bolt an add on to the SNES is a bad idea. Just even in theory, because like, no, don't do that. But like they should, like for their next console, they should have said gone just gone with the CD format and said here, here's the Nintendo, Nintendo PlayStation as like the N sixty four. Well, yeah, I mean it would have been cool if they had that, but it's just like I mean they got a number Sony wasn't too keen on getting in it was um, yeah the designer of the p of the playstation that finally kind of convinced everybody like hey we can do this like right you gotta believe you know like believe we can get in and and grab a foothold and whatever and and who knows what would have happened if if sony would have eventually done it or not had they gone with nintendo but yeah i mean it would have just made Nintendo even I wonder if Nintendo would would have been seen as this they already had a really bad uh, reputation as far as not being great for the retailers because they had such a dominance you know I wonder yeah. if it would have made it worse for them at that time had this been successful you know and if Sega would have had to bow out earlier um, but hey things happen uh, the way they happen for a reason I guess uh, but, I mean, uh, yeah, I that kind of, that thing was just so cool looking, or you know, it's such a weird artifact. Oh yeah, and I mean, like, didn't somebody have a game or two that they actually like started up on it? No, well, no, the guy who had it, like, he had like a the BIOS cart, and they asked him like mm-hmm. game that like barely worked or whatever, but because mm-hmm. it was like, some prototype game. But then people have made games for it since then. Which is nuts. I mean, it's like, what? Okay. <laughs> Do we even still know who actually got it off the auction? Because I think... Yeah, yeah. It was, some guy, it was some guy who started at Pets.com. I think his name was like Richard something. Oh. Uh, okay. He plans to like make his own video game museum and put it in there. There's already a and, national video game museum. What the... Yeah, but now this will be his. <laughs> God, some people are dumb. We don't need two video game museums. Just... Well, I mean, if it, I think if it was like a traveling museum, that'd be kind of cool. Don't they have that though? Like the his, the video game, like History Foundation travels. I mean, maybe to different I don't places. If, if if it has, it's never come around here. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they went to like Orlando, and that's the closest they came to where I'm yeah. at. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I think there are rumors that there are more of those things out there, like that are you know locked up in some Sony or Nintendo vault or something. But right. they'll never be. Good luck ever seeing them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be a cool like showpiece to have. Um, oh yeah, certainly. Just there's a, uh, there's a game store by me. Do you remember back, way back in the day? That do you remember when Blockbuster used to have video game competitions? Mm-hmm, Yeah. So they actually have a Donkey Kong competition cartridge. Really? Yeah. Like it was like a, a special made Donkey Kong cartridge where you like play for like two minutes or three minutes, and you have to like rack up a high score of like the bonus. Like you have to like collect a bunch of crap, you know, like the little animal icons, and they want like forty six hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Damn. But it's, you know, it's all a matter of, you know, scarcity or, you know, how rare... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is compared to like a regular cartridge or you know what people buy for it. It's like why you skipping the things goes for like twenty grand or whatever on the NES. Well, yeah, it'll be. We'll, we're going to talk about more old stuff later. Um, yeah. Our main topic this week is both of us have watched that not for resale uh, documentary, so we're going to yeah talk about that and then things that have obviously come out of the digital age, both good and bad. Um, and obviously has ties to the virus that's happening right now because imagine if the digital age wasn't what it was and everything has to be released on a disc, my lord. Uh, we'd be having things delayed everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, yes, you're still getting things delayed, but it's obviously hurt much less, at least for the individual games that they can get released digitally. So... Yeah, movement. We actually—I don't think we actually finished this. <laughs> we started talking about other stuff and didn't. So, do you think that uh, E3 is like done? No. Now, or I mean, I think it's done for this year, but I know I don't think it's done. Like they—they've survived scaling back before, and it's been fine. I mean, I think it might change, or it might not be as like insidery as it used to be, because I mean that was the whole point of E3 in the first place. It was supposed to be for like, you know, exhibitors and press and that was it. But now this whole, like we need money. So let's invite the public in. Like it's kind of spoiled that. So. Well, I mean, they also another- like have so many games get made because of deals that happen at E3. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I envision either it'll become just another PAX ish, you know, event or, you know, uh, Expo, or they'll be having like Dice or GDC will become much more important as far as like getting business done. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, obviously, you know, E3 needed a change anyway, so this might make them have to think about uh, give them a year to go back to the drawing board and perhaps listen to people and and say, all right, let's do things a little differently. You know, like uh, they, they seem to not figure out, or like they didn't understand what, like the public aspect of it, because you know, it just seemed like a very half-assed measure when they tried it. So you know, if it comes back next year, hopefully they can finally figure out what to do with that. Yeah, I think they definitely need to. Um, I mean, they were making strides this year already, but. 
I don't know. I. It's just it's so difficult because I feel like you still do need to have some of these events where it's press only. Not everything needs to always be. Oh yeah, you have I mean, enough of these events where the fans get to be there and all that kind of stuff. I mean, all of us, all of us get to be there and everything. But uh, I don't know. I feel like. Either you need to do exactly what you said. You make it like a PAX or Gamescom or whatever where it is really about trying to engage the consumer and trying to get gamers to enjoy your games that are coming out or whatever. Or you go back to what it was and this is a, this is a press thing. And, and I don't know. I just... I like... Is there... A, is there a real need for having this everybody comes together for this one thing when there's everybody can do their own digital event? Like, I feel like it's more for the back insider deals and the, the indie games that get made because somebody meets someone and, hey, let's fund it and and all that yeah. stuff, you know, and for people to show off the big game, like... You know, people always complain that it needs something new... I mean, but, yeah. You can say the same thing about auto shows. I mean, we had I had that stupid Detroit auto show like around my area every year, and it's like, I mean, you're looking at cars on a uh, stage. It's like, how important is this? But they still trot it out every year. I mean, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> right, but like, there's something about. I mean, most you got to think about it. Like most people. I mean, at least. At least there's like some interactivity at E3. Like, I mean, if you stand in line long enough, you'll play a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the major thing is you gotta do something about that because it's almost becoming like when you go to Disney World, you're going there and you're gonna you might get to play three things for the entire time you're there. You know, it's it almost becomes a hindrance to I can do more work at home. Post yeah. a bunch of it, stuff than I can. In some crowded, crowded, crowded convention center with barely working internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, everybody go and play three different things. And I mean, what we did was we didn't, of course, it's different. Like, we had people already, I guess, with 411, the internet was even worse. So it was literally one of those things where you got inside the convention center and your phone didn't work the entire time you're in there. And then well, that, was, that was like 2006 or 2009. 2009, or, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the iPhone was barely out and <laughs> I I mean, we we had to have everybody do all the people like Jeremy and everybody else that was at home was doing all the news and then we would play things. I felt like hey, the lines weren't as crazy. That, I mean, that's what GameSpot basically did back, you know, for most of their time is like, yeah, like they would have two teams. Like they would have like a news team back at their home base or mm-hmm. either, I think they had a stage at the time or even like maybe a hotel room, a few hotel rooms right. or like a, you know, a, uh, like a meeting room or something. But then they'd have, like, Jeff and Alex and all the other guys, like, go out and play games. And, like, they would write the previews. 
and right. the news team would do the trailers or like you know just a basic new stuff but that allowed us to write the previews when we got finally done for the day at like midnight or whatever you know whenever we're done and we ate and everything then we'd stay up till like two or three in the morning writing the previews and yeah Yeah. i'm gonna miss that if if it doesn't be if everybody doesn't make those digital events all around each other i'm gonna miss the us getting to do all the podcasts and that kind of thing and it is kind of an event like I like the fact that you had that one event to look forward to for gaming that kind of everybody knows what it is and um, so that'll definitely if that dies off and they, everything kind of gets more scattered it, it certainly won't be the same yeah and the, I mean on the flip side on the flip side though I mean there's always packs I mean that is a public show. So, I mean, you could, yeah. if you wanted to do that, I mean, yeah, that's, I would say that's easier than an E3 at this point. Yeah. You want to have, you might not have the exclusive games or like, you know, that exclusive, but it would be easier and probably more fun. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, we'll definitely see how that, uh, how this all unfolds as we get closer to that time. And maybe Microsoft and Ubisoft will have it earlier than June. Yeah, um, Microsoft's already doing their own uh, GDC type thing, uh, where they're having a bunch of panels and uh, talking about how GameStack is going to work and how um, uh, Live Ops is going to work and uh, Series X and Project X Cloud and all that. How that's going to work? That's on day two on on March eighteenth. How that's going to work? So. That'll be interesting to see what what all gets said in there, but that's going to be more developer focused, so it may not be very interesting for yeah, I doubt it. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. um, but obviously, we'll if there's anything like actual news nuggets in there, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, next week or probably the week after, because I think yeah, that'll be after we. After we record or, or whatnot, or maybe we'll hold off till Wednesday again to just be able to cover both of those. But yeah, at least um, while everybody's hunkering down on, or not, and maybe not working or having to deal with this this thing with the coronavirus, you'll have Animal Crossing and Doom and some other things to play <laughs> that are coming right. out uh, next week. So, uh. I think um, we'll talk about uh, let's let's save the Reggie stuff for when we talk about the the movie because I think that kind of goes with it because GameStop is kind of tied into that as well and well Sony officially confirmed Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC as yeah. We didn't know that already, but they finally confirmed it. They did say that they don't have any plans right now to release PC games day and date. I mean, they, yeah. yeah, they won't. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know why people have, you know, Microsoft is doing, you know, releasing games day and date because they have to. No one wants to play their games. But, so, I mean, it's such a huge install base. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. They could certainly not. They just can't stop it now. They already did it. 
like you can't take away a service that you already I mean you could technically you can always take away something but they already started this service they already tied Xbox Live Gold into it I pay for it monthly like pay $15 and you get to play games on PC and Xbox I mean they're not gonna take away that now I mean but I mean people who are demanding like Sony games on PC it's like how many Nintendo games made it to PC? None. I mean, or if they do, they're really shitty ports, like that Mario Special game. It's yeah, like, what? I don't know that it's the same. Like, I don't think of Nintendo in that same vein as I do the other two. I can see where people well, are getting upset. Like, you know? Well, they're exact. I mean, they're exactly the same. But it's just, yeah, there's a different perception, but they're the same. Like, how many Sony games have made it to, to PC? Like, like that first, tree, party. first party? None. Other than... Yeah, because Death Stranding... Uh, Kojima Productions is not owned by them. They're second party, not, I guess. Or what, I mean, you know? the games you could think of would be, like, Flower or Journey or uh, the Quiet Dream games, like Heavy Rain and Detroit. But those aren't first-party games. Yeah, those Talking aren't like technical Ra- marvels that I'm going, oh my god, I really want that on PC, you know? It's not, it's not like Ratchet & Clank, or, you know, Gran Turismo, or, you know, God of War, you know, the earlier God of War games. It's like, yeah, no Sony game has made it to PC, because they want people to buy their console. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Like, I think, I think eventually more Sony games might make it to PC. Like, I could see Spider-Man being on PC, but that's four years on the road or something. <laughs> I think this is definitely a test to see if that's worth it for them. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is also and a test to see if they throw that into uh, PS Now, right? And do something similar to Microsoft where not first party is like day and day, but maybe they can make deals with indie games or make deals with third parties and, and have them come out on PS Now, very similar to what Microsoft does. And then the first parties come six months later, or a year later, or whatever. And then that's when they show up to PC. Like, yeah. He did say that. Um, so let's see who, to get the name correct here. Um, the, oh, I, actually, I think I did not uh, copy exactly who it was. In, oh, it's... um. Is it the CEO or Mr. Like Holtz? The, uh, yeah, I think the guy took over Geo's job. <laughs> yeah, so so Mr. Holtz is saying that yeah, don't it's, don't start expecting Herman. day and day. I think it's Herman Holtz. Yeah, Herman, Herman. So don't expect any day and date PC releases for PlayStation anytime soon. Um, the idea is obviously to introduce some people to PlayStation, and then to. You know, that perhaps if this goes well, they might do a delayed release of games on PC. But I just can't imagine anything other than making people wait six months. Because if you do it any earlier, people are going to wait long enough just to not. Oh, yeah. I mean, people do that now. It's like, you know, like Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, there was a, I think, a pretty sizable amount of people who did that. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think one problem though, theoretical problem, is like 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. P.S. Like PlayStation games or console games are very made, specifically made for their like system spec. So they know like what they're shooting for. Like trying to make a game that we don't, you know, there's a thousand different video cards out there. Who knows if this thing's going to run well. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- definitely, it's not just. It's like what happened with like Monster Hunter, right? Like, it took Capcom yeah. a while to make Monster Hunter on PC. Yeah, and it's still not. I think they're eventually going to get it to day and date of the console version, but that's like a year and a half later or something. It's like, well, what? look at Ori. It's having problems where it runs great on PC and then on Xbox it doesn't run great. But they were that's two different. They made it for PC and they made it for Xbox. Two different builds. You know they had to do it yeah. that way. Had it, they couldn't just make the Xbox version and then port that over to PC. It wouldn't have worked. So, right. Uh, you know, I think I, there have been a there have been a few other games that have had that problem too. And it's like what? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's just. I think people that are just demanding is like. Oh, your game shouldn't be tied to this four hundred, five hundred dollar console. It's like, okay, well, what? It should be tied to this two thousand dollar computer. <laughs> yeah, like Microsoft bought these studios because they realized, oh shoot, we have to have exclusive games, or nobody's going to buy the console. That people have to have a reason to buy your console over the other one. If Sony's the only one going out there making great freaking games. People are going to buy that console instead. Like people buy Nintendo Switch, not not just because the Switch is affordable and it, it can play all your games, indie games that that you love or whatever. Like it's because it has Zelda, Mario, Pokemon. I, I mean, what are the games that sell the most for Nintendo? It's their first party exclusive titles. So could it? Yeah. You're not I mean, going to do that with just Halo and Gears. I could see. Here's the thing. I could like. Let's let's say something goes like really wrong with the Series X and it bombs horribly again, like the Xbox One. I could see Microsoft just pulling out of the hardware market like Sony did twenty years ago. I I could not see Sony doing that. Maybe if it was like two or three failures in a row, maybe. Well, but they like, also can't because it's basically PlayStation supporting their business right now. Yeah. Because they're all their other hardware boondoggles. Whereas Microsoft can, because you know they make boatloads well, of prim- Windows and everything else. Yeah, they're they're primarily a software company. I mean, so yeah. Like, well, plus, I mean, if XCloud takes off, then they got another great thing there as well. So yeah, um, 
you know, that's the thing, is they kind of have a backup with xCloud that helps them a lot, and they have Game Pass, which is a great service, you know, so that's the thing, is Microsoft kind of cares about their ecosystem things. Sony wants to make sure that you buy their console and, and everything else. I don't blame them, you know. Sell that hardware, be number one, do what you're doing. You know, you got to pay for those those studios that way, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just think people are just being way too... And look, this is a vocal minority, obviously. Uh, the ones that are screaming the loudest here, that are saying it's so anti-consumer or Sony doesn't give us our games on PC. It's like, you guys act like these PCs are just cheap as crap to go buy to make them work. I mean, yes. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, buying a $400 or $500 console versus a $1,000 PC, they have to keep upgrading every two to three years. Yeah, I saw someone say, like, oh, well, my 2009 PC ran everything that was released on PS4 and Xbox One. Cool. Well, I, I'd be curious. It's like, what? Your 2009 video card? Because even... No. <laughs> I, I would actually say that person's a liar, because they've had to put new parts in that thing eventually. Yeah, and that stuff costs money, too. It's not like, oh, hey, upgrade for free. You know? I mean, yeah, a new, a new video card is basically the equivalent of buying a new console. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a little... Like, a new, like a a new lot of those like, costs, new, like, 800 to to $1,000, right? Well, no, and like a new, like a decent video card is like three or four hundred dollars. I mean, if you want like a super Titan, whatever, then yeah, it's about a grand or two. But yeah, it's like what? So I'm supposed to just buy a you know a three hundred three fifty dollar video card and maybe possibly more RAM, you know, to make this thing work better for two more years and then be faced with the same problem again. <laughs> yeah, it's there's their pluses and minuses, obviously, but. Buying I mean, a saying... console, yeah, for a length of time is always a better option than you know. What well, I mean, is. yeah, I don't think. Uh, I mean, consoles have their issues, like sales or or the ring uh, of death, or yeah, breaking down stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, certainly consoles are not without their own issues. So, yeah. Yeah, and it it's certainly um it, yeah, I just I just think that people are unrealistic like Sony and and you know Horizon Zero Dawn is an old game. It's not like you know, it, it's well, not like, still I mean, I would I would view that game as technically maybe even technically second party. Well, Gorilla is their studio though. Oh, they own it outright? I, I thought it was yeah. a second-party studio. Yeah. Okay. Um, second-party is actually technically like what Ori is, because Microsoft kind of just has like a handshake deal with them. They don't own them. So uh, Yeah. But, but still, I, I just think, you know, it's not like Horizon just came out and it's a test. This is a nice little test case for Sony. Let's see what happens. I think a bigger test case is, I mean, but also Death Stranding kind of has also some negative vibes that Horizon didn't. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how big Death Stranding sells as well when that finally hits PC. Yeah, you know. 
I have a, I have a friend who works at that company, 505. So I'll be hit, hitting her up for a game code if I can. <laughs> so I'll be, yeah. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to play it on my computer, honestly. I mean, I might have more fun because I can just cheat my way through it. <laughs> well, plus there's already going to be that, like, the helping. Actually, now, apparently, if you try to play it now, you're it's not you're not going to be able to get all the help that you got during the, when the game. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a, it was a mass, uh, mass, uh, you know, critical stru- critical point of people playing that game and building right. crap. And now it's been two or three months or five months or whatever. So that stuff washes away with the time rain or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> okay. And, and the last thing, I guess, before we start talking about stuff we're playing, uh, something of kind of a surprise. And it's not the same, I guess, because you're not, it's not a direct comparison, but it's still kind of cool to, to hear that NFL 2K does live again, but only in arcade and non-simulation titles, as uh, they will not be able to directly compete with Madden like they used to, but they will be able to make uh, non-simulation sports titles for the NFL. And, hey, it's not like EA is using that Blitz license right now, so... Yeah, but they still own it. I mean, I mean, they still own it. Yes, but 2K could literally make the same game, call it something else. You know, um, and that's what's cool is like even that uh, backbreaker game that they made that didn't even have NFL players was really good. So that, that, was, that, was, 2K. that was EA still. <laughs> I don't think that was EA. that wasn't even 2K either. That was somebody else. But like, uh, just 2K was, like getting to make. Like, that was uh, uh, 505. Yeah, getting to make an NFL game again for them, that's really cool. Like, I want to see how close they can get to non-simulation, I guess, before before EA tries to, you know... Ever, ever hear of a little game called League Football? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, do, you think, do you think it'll be an arcade-style game? Like, well... Do you think it'll be like Blitz, or do you think they'll really go crazy? I want because see the problem. See the problem. The problem here is like the NFL has very strict guidelines. I mean, same with like WWE. You know, they don't want their sport, or you know, their sport portrayed in a bad light or a goofy light. Yeah, they wouldn't so, go crazy. I don't think. Yeah, it'd be like remember they had to make the Blitz Pro eventually. Well, um, no, they made they made. Well, they made that Blitz game a few years ago, but it was basically neutered because of the, all the NFL restrictions. Yeah, and but 2K knows how to how to work with that. I just I'd like to see them do like a NFL Street game or, or something that's kind of maybe not the same. Like make several properties with it. I'd like to see them make several different kinds of things with that, um, just to yeah. see them use that license again. Um, it just kind of sucks uh, that they don't. They can't compete directly against them because of the greatness that they do with NBA 2K. They could do that with the NFL as well, you know. It'll be the uh, Steve-O celebrity football game. <laughs> you know, do you remember that last uh, ESPN game? They actually had like celebrities in it, or like as like AI enemies. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like Steve-O, Carmen Electra, and I think like one or two other people, and it's like. 
This is really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's... Bring, bring back first-person football mode. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't need that. I'm, I'm good without that. We can... I mean, I would... I, I mean, I... I'm not a fan of football, but I much prefer those ESPN games, like those NFL 2K games, because they played better. Yeah, they did and, play better, and they were easier to understand. Yeah, they were I more mean, fun. Yeah, and then EA killed them. Yep, EA. Oh, here, here's an interesting question. I mean, we don't this we don't have to go too long on this. EA acquires a bunch of studios. Have any of them done better after EA has bought them? Oh, well, Respawn. I guess. But that's because they let Respawn kind of do their own thing. It seems like that's the studio that's least yeah. uh, hindered right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like Bioware. Like, every game Bioware has made after EA bought them. Like, I was Mass Effect 2 is close enough where, like, I wouldn't really count that after EA bought... I mean, it is, but it's only, like, six months or whatever. So it's not, you know, too well, far gone. position was... Well thought of. That was, I liked it, but a lot of people don't, which I find really. Well, I won baffling. game of the year in a lot of places, so it's not like um, it, it's like this. But I mean, like, kind of, it has its fans and it. Yeah. In fact, well, I'm talking like Criterion flamed out, uh, Pandemic flamed out. Uh, There's definitely a lot the of guys, studios that closed for sure. The guys who did Dead, Dead Space, you know, they flamed out after EA like throttled them. I mean, it's just like. If, if I was a game company and it came knocking on my door, I'd be like, no, like, keep on walking because you, you guys can't manage shit. I mean, say what you want about Activision, like, they run their studios into the ground, but, like, Raven still exists. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, and those Call of Duty games, for the most part, are actually really good. So Yeah. But, uh, there's some that anyway, haven't been, up. but... Yeah, I mean, you get a few misses, but, I mean... Most of those are still on the level, a decent quality level. Yeah, I meant to play Warzone, but then I, I've had this problem with uh, those apps don't work. Uh, trying to get Xbox app or PS app to download stuff. Uh, on your console, or what do you Yeah, you, like you I'll turn it on, and then it still doesn't download it. So, I had to... I got there and well, I was like, "Yeah, this is 100 gigabytes that won't download." But while I'm still here, forget that. <laughs> so I couldn't play Warzone before we had to do the. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, if, if Warzone was like 20 gigabytes, it might download it, but not 100 because it's downloading like all of Call of Duty, I think. So. Well, also for some reason, like the Xbox was being stupid with the internet, like it wasn't. It would disconnect. It would stop the installation and disconnect, and then connect again and. I'm like, well, my internet's fine because I'm using it on the laptop yeah. and the phone, but for some reason the Xbox is having a problem. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did the same thing when I had to download the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. That only took yeah. 30 minutes, but I had told it to... I had actually tried to teach Anaya how to open up the or turn the PlayStation on and everything. Well, then I found out apparently... The PlayStation needed to update, <laughs> and then everything else. But still, like, it's a pain in the ass. The I know for some people they work, but for me, it just apparently does not work. I just have to do everything manually. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, 
Uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I finally got to play the demo, and I really enjoyed it. The combat was a little bit to get used to, but I love the fact that you can... Like, slow things down, like a turn-based game, issue commands, and then also if you want to, you can go and just destroy the the smaller fry, doing some yeah. button mashing or, or whatever. I, I, I thought it was interesting that this, like, the enemy soldiers are much weaker than that stupid enemy dog. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the little plant things that come yeah. out of it. I forgot what those are called. Um, like Barrett, just felt like super sluggish. Um, I know he's a heavier guy or whatever, but um, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like playing this him at all. Yeah, like it was okay when you had to kill the turrets or whatever, and I did have to use them sometimes when I did have uh, Cloud die on me twice. Yeah. But you know, I bet I had some Phoenix Downs. Yeah, yeah. Right. I that happened too. Speaking of that stupid game, I, I'm trying to get that stupid Tifa theme from Butterfinger or Nestle Crunch, and they yeah. are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I sent in my receipt. You actually, like, like photocopy your receipt, or like send in a picture. Wow, really? And the first time, I was like, you, you get said failed. And I looked at the rules, and I was like, oh, like. The logo of the receipt store is from a store called Meyer up here. Like, wasn't like mm-hmm. fully visible. So I took another photo of the same receipt, and they failed it again. And I emailed the company, and I was like, "What? What's the problem? You know, I can keep taking photos. Like, what? It, you know, it had everything you wanted. Like, you know, store store name, the date you bought it, the UPC code. I even had a picture of the wrapper next to it with the correct UPC code." And they haven't gotten back to me, so screw them. <laughs> it's just weird to hide that, put that behind a stupid uh, promotion. Like, really? Well, I think they have, they have like limited codes. Like, they have odds for some reason. Like, oh, if you if you if you get one this like one Mako uh, thing or you know Mako uh, item, it's like we only have twenty five thousand codes to give away. And it's like, okay. It's I want to be the hilarious theme. when they put that as a. Free, it'll, free upload? Yeah, where you can just uh, buy it on the PS Store for. A dollar, so, yeah. Yeah. And you had to go through all that hassle. Yeah. I'm, I'm done after this. Like, I like one more receipt, and then I'll email that in, and then if they reject it again, I'll be like, screw you. Yep, just. <laughs> forget about it uh yeah i mean i i love the the way everything looked um obviously you know the mako reactor stuff uh, the the levels of the that environment itself isn't um gonna make the best for hey experience how great this game's gonna look 
But I think it's just like getting to see those characters and having them talk and and all that stuff. I think I, that's great. I actually disagree with you because that Mako reactor is so iconic that anyone who's played that game will instantly. I know, but a lot of the like those very enclosed areas or whatever started to tend to kind of look the same. Yeah. Uh, but like I, I appreciated Jesse a lot more than I ever cared about before because she was kind of funny even though she was obviously like spitting for cloud and that just yeah. small hour se- you know 40 something minute sequence um but yeah it was uh it was just kind of cool you know Barrett's voice was a little bit grating because I don't know that he needed to sound like Mr. T but it's alright I, I guess uh they try to stay true to what they thought he should sound like. They should have got uh, Booker, Booker T to do it. How can you imagine? Uh, just <laughs> five time, five time. Uh, my gun is shooting. <laughs> we'll get a uh, what's what's uh, Farouk up to these days? Right. Damn. Yeah, uh, that, that, that'll be the one thing Barrett says is damn. <laughs> Well, he just cusses right in the middle of the um, thing constantly. So. I think I said I heard him say shit. Like I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cloud says it as well. Uh, you know, it, it's. I, I think the voice acting is fine. We'll have to see how when you when you actually get to man. We're we're talking about an actual like month away now, officially. That's uh, so, pretty crazy to think about. And get Lance Bass, of, Lance Bass of Sephiroth. So fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also played uh, some Underhero, which is I really enjoyed that game. Like I never, I'm I'm sure these exist. I just never had played a platformer um, RPG before, and this one's like a turn-based. It's a platformer that has like turn-based battles. And it's in 2D and uh, has a really funny script. And basically, it takes the okay, so the the main character dies at the beginning, and then you're you're the uh, underling, and then you get control of the the special sword that helps you, you know, have powers. And then your mission is to take back these gems back to the bosses that they're supposed to have, you know, that the hero got them from. And secretly, like, you're actually learning how to be a hero. And it's... The the script is funny, and just, like, I love the way the battles turn out. You actually have to dodge and... uh, And, like, jump. And, and it's, like... It's just a really well made an enjoyable game and I just I like the genre it's not the same uh, it's just it's like somebody decided what is going on <laughs> somebody decided let's I really want to make this and they did you know so I appreciate uh, that that exists and uh, murder by numbers is really great as well. It's like Phoenix Wright with Pit Cross and they just they nail it. I'm not okay, like I'm not a big Pit Cross person. So 
I appreciate that, like, if you want to, you can, you get scored on the puzzles, so if you're actually, like, a big person that's into that, you can, you can really try to nail that and get a great score, but if you don't want to, you can totally just do the hints and then just go on with the, the story part, the, um, visual novel stuff, like in Ace Attorney, so I'm totally glad that that option exists, because I... I found myself getting better at it, but I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to do this, you know? So yeah. I just kind of skipped that part and go on. But I'm, I'm loving the story. The characters are good, and it's got a good art style and everything. So, yeah, and it's like, right now, it's like 1350 right. on Switch. So definitely for as cheap as it is, I tell people if uh, if Pit Cross and, and Ace Attorney together is... Um, your thing, then go for it, you know? Yeah. Anything uh, you want to talk about you've been playing? Before we... No, same things. I mean, Metroid Fusion is for fun. Uh, still trying to play Street Fighter Alpha or Street Fighter Five, but it's garish. And now i got to focus on Samurai Showdown. <laughs> yeah. such a twist such a switch for that from that game that it's like really jarring <laughs> oh I meant yeah because they both play differently right yeah but well yeah I'm, yeah I'm pretty sedentary at the moment because nothing's coming out that I want to play necessarily that'll be March 31st <laughs> yeah Persona 5 R is creeping up closer creeping up um yeah as I mentioned we're about to get into that I mean obviously bigger things happening in the world that we talked about at the beginning, but uh, if you're looking at just gaming-wise here, you got Ori that's already out. Um, I actually just installed it, so we'll be able to talk about it on the next show. And I, I just kind of like... For <laughs> I was doing a lot of stuff this morning, I forgot um, that that came out, and could have installed it already. Uh, Neo 2 comes out on Friday. I don't know if... Um, Jens will be able to come on to talk about it. Uh, but that'll be out there. And then next week, it starts. And will be the show 20, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, uh, and Half-Life Alex, All out yeah. there. And, and if I guess you want to try your hand at Bleeding Edge, that doesn't sound like it was great when the beta came out. But you never know. Could have... Uh, right. Could have uh, made it better. And, yeah, so we're, we're starting to get into that little bit of craziness of, of hey, we got to figure out what you want. Pick what you right. want. But uh, still thinking about whether to get Animal Crossing or not. But Yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. But I've never played any of those games, so so foreign to me, really. And we'll see uh, what the reception is for Doom. Definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people that really love the first that first Doom. Yeah. So, I'm sure those will people will also love this game uh, as well. I wonder if there would have been more love for that Doom if it wouldn't have been for the like multiplayer that wasn't great. I think people loved it in spite of that multiplayer. So. Yeah. But like I remember, like the review scores got really hurt because of that multiplayer being bad. 
Oh, yeah. Well, let's... Uh... Let's go ahead and discuss the uh, the main topic here. Uh, not for resale, which you can rent on your whatever digital marketplace for six dollars in HD or five dollars SD, or you can buy it for ten bucks. Um, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, so, what did you think about the whole thing as a whole? It's or wow, <laughs> me in English today. Uh, the the entire thing as a whole. Uh, uh, I was, an hour and a half. Yeah, they focused on like five or six game shops, uh, like around the country. Uh, kind of, you know, interviewing the guys primarily who run them, <laughs> except for like Kelsey. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought the museum stuff near the end kind of plotted along a little much, or like the Library of Congress guy. It's like I, this could kind of be its own thing if you really wanted to separate that out. Like I would have much rather had more used shop stuff. I don't oh, think any Frank Cifaldi, you mean? No, I, he was fine. I meant like the guy, like the guy who ran like the National Video Game Museum. Or, oh, okay, okay. Um, the guy that ran the was it the shop in New Jersey? I think it is. Yeah, and then also well, the guy who was like you know the guy with the lisp. Um, uh huh. The, the claim I, hat on the whole time. Yeah, I thought the really like. It was fine. I found two things really weird. One is like, so, it like the thing was produced executive produced by Pat Contry, uh, who's a good seems like an okay guy, but him and Ian Ferguson, that's the last name, they do a podcast together like every week, and like Pat Contry's in the in this movie like seven or eight times, and Ian's in it like once. So I was expecting to see, like, a, like I looked in the credits for this movie, and, like, Ian's name was, like, third or fourth on the credit list on, like, IMDb. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting to see him, like, a lot more in this thing than he was in it. Like, he's in it once, and I'm like... Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, Greg Miller. I think he's only in it, like, one time. Two he's times. in it, like... Yeah, he's in it, like, two or three times. Uh, side note, uh, I don't mean to be insulting when I say this. I thought, like, Andrea Renee was, like, wearing way too much makeup. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that, that, that's me. I mean, I, I just noticed that. It could have been the lighting in the room. I yeah. didn't notice that, but, like, you know, I'm, it is what it is. Maybe it's um, just one of those. Um, well, like, or, yeah, they interviewed, like, James Rolfe, like, once. <laughs> the angry video game nerd guy. It's like, hmm? okay. <laughs> um, I thought, uh, and the other jarring thing was right at the end. Like, they go through, like, six, like seven or eight shops. And right at the end, they say, oh, hey, two of the shops we focused on are already out of business. Yeah, that's that was jarring as well. And it's like, yeah. they're out of business. You might have said why. Like, say, like, business, like, not to sound mean, but say, like, why it failed. Like, did well, they just... I mean, they kind of hinted at why it failed, right? Like... No. No. They just said this shop in Chicago is shut down, and this other shop is also closed. But they didn't say like, oh, they you know, um, they just didn't make enough money, or the the landlord increased their rent, or you know, anything yeah. like that. Like I, I, would, I would have been curious if they could have maybe they were still going through some kind of legal. No, because one store shut down like two years late, two years before. Yeah, one was 2017, one was 2018, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but on the whole, I thought it was good. All right, I it was funny. I was, oh, I told a friend I was watching it, and she was like almost disgusted by it. She's like, "That sounds so boring," and I was like, "Okay, like I'm not forcing you to watch it. Like I, yeah. I'm interested in it. Like, yeah. hey, if I had the money, I'd like to open my own game store if I could. Like, what? Just because you're not, you're, you're, just because not about cats or fucking Detective Conan or whatever. Like, yeah. don't don't blame you know." I'm into it, so leave me alone. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's really interesting to hear like the beginnings of all their stores. Yeah, right. That and... one that one stereotypical Boston guy was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... he, he was like, "This is where the old shop shop, uh, the old jewelry store owner died in the shop." Anyway, it's where I put my vacuum now. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's the one in Salem, the Game Zone. Yeah. yeah, I thought that guy had a cool sign, like that NES uh, store sign. Oh, I love that. Yes, that was so but, good. Uh, and then his wife, he, his wife eventually tells him, uh, "This master of the game thing, you got to kill that. You got to get call it Game Zone, and then yeah. change the way it looks." Um, and his old commercial, I was like, "Oh crap! I know I saw that commercial." Uh, so I, I thought it was weird to keep interviewing. Psionics and limited run games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just oh. thought, I just thought it was really abrupt or like very, like limited I, run makes sense because they're promoting physical media when people are not. Oh, you know. that that's fine, but they didn't they didn't transition into why they started up. Or like, I would have been more interested in. Yeah, like, I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. Like them, or like, okay, let's take. Uh, I'm just going to take Shadow, Shadow Complex as an example. Like, that was a digital game that eventually made its way to physical because of limited run. That would have been really interesting if they took a game, take that story or, to, you know, follow a game through their process of, well, why we pick these games, how much it costs for us to make, or, you know, make all this stuff. Because I think Andrew and Renee talked about, like, how much, it, or, you know, the different factors, including uh, making a physical game. Which I thought was interesting. Right. Like, she did a good job at that. But, like, they didn't get that next step of following a game through that process. Like, they kind of did that a little with Rocket League, but, like, it was very glossed over. Yeah, I think they definitely wanted to make sure that they hit that hour and a half runtime. Yeah. Which, well, I mean... Like, I get it. Like, it's a sweet I, spot. Well, I, I think if they just interviewed... I would have been... I would have been happy if they just interviewed, like, ten shops. Like, around the country, personally. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I think they did it, like, you know, including Psionics in there to be able to show, like, the rise of an indie dev, like, that was only doing digital and then PS Plus helped, and then to be like, oh, well, now we were able to make enough to where we could put it on multiple consoles and also um, put it on multiple consoles and then also put it physical. You know? Yeah, now, now it's a huge like, gaming juggernaut. <laughs> right, and I think they kind of, they also kind of took the approach of, we have to remember, most people that are going to watch this are gamers. Yeah. Like, or collectors. They're not They're not taking the approach of, oh, let's try to get casual gamer to watch this, because you're probably not. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't remember a lot of these people's names, so the, the woman from... I think you said her name is Kelsey from Pink Gorilla Games. 
Yeah, her uh, name's uh, Kelsey Lewin. I think that's your last yeah, name. Yeah, I thought she was great. Yeah. Like, um, she was one of my favorite parts of the entire always, thing. Like, I follow her on Twitter, and I've seen, like, a few of her live streams. She's always a good personality. Um, I thought she had the most optimism. Yeah, well, she, she had the most, like, business sense, where yeah. she was, like, I mean, she was basically, like, yeah, retro games will always be around, and they'll always be, a, like, a big factor in our store, but we need to diversify, or else we're going to get creamed eventually. And it's like, yeah, that's what GameStop's trying to do, but they're failing at it because they're bad at it. Like, her store, like her store, she owns her store with, like, her, I think, husband, her fiancé. I think it is her husband now. Like, yeah, they have, like, they have a, like, little business empire of pink girl crap. Like, they go to, like, conventions selling their store merchandise. Like, not... Not like Pokemon, like not game merchandise. Their merchandise, like Pink Gorilla stuff, and it's like right, yeah. But they also sell game merchandise as well because of the- oh yeah. But it's like yeah, that's what you that's what you should be doing. Like if you just focus on, you know, Atari games or like SNES games, then I mean, it might be profitable. It was for a crazy while. that uh, what was uh, the um the oh, man? I should have wrote down these people's names. Uh, the guy? the guy, the National Museum guy. Yeah. They showed the dude coming in with the entire freaking Sega Saturn collection. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and, and he only wanted like $700 for it. I thought it was nuts. Yeah. Because I think he was like, I looked it up and it was like $1,400, but he was like, I know you guys need to make your money, so I'll give it for like 700 And the short guy was like, yeah, sure. Because I mean... Yeah, because then he can sell it for like at least a thousand or whatever. Yeah, like like some of the Saturn games are ridiculously expensive. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like I th- I think that's the interesting part of it. It did make me actually reconsider uh, the whole because I had gotten used to oh well I'm just going to buy everything digital whatever, you know, who cares? But it actually does make me reconsider now after watching him saying, like, man, if these storefronts ever go down, if something happens, you know? Well, I I mean, they have that doom and gloom, but, like, the one guy was like, oh, you can't play original Miss Pac-Man on my Xbox ending, my, my original Xbox, because that Xbox Live was down. And I was like, yeah, that went down in 2009, first of all. Also, how many different versions of Miss Pac-Man are there? Like, yeah, I mean, there are... his point was, oh well, then I have to buy it again. Yeah, but so I mean, like if you had it. the disc now, I guess you could play it, right? Because of the backwards compatibility thing for Microsoft. Yeah, but uh, it would be on like some Atari flashback or you know Namco flashback thing with. Yeah, the, exactly. It, Which is released on a million different things at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're Little Miss Pac-Man, like, uh, Atari, I mean, Little Miss Pac-Man arcade, like, you know, consoles you can put on your, uh, like, tabletop, you know, to cost, like, $10. Yeah, or just buy the whole freaking arcade cabinet for, what, 99 I mean, I think, I think one of the things they were, one of the in, implications was, like, yeah, what if, like, PSN goes down? It's, like, most PS4 games do not hold their value particularly well. So let's say you can't, you know, you have some digital version of, you know, Madden 18 that you, that's, that's the one you love and PSN goes down you can't play it anymore. 
go to a store and buy it for a dollar, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think sports games are a bad example because people use well, okay. don't tend I mean, to hold on. Take a look at like God of War. I mean, you can find that for like twenty bucks now. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. If I mean, if you want to go used, you could probably find it for fifteen or maybe even ten. Like yeah, and Sony has it on sale all the time. Yeah. Every time they have a critical game sale or great game sale or whatever, it goes on sale. No, well, that's digital, though. I mean, like, physical. Like, a physical copy is, like, 20 bucks. Well, yeah. I because mean, yeah. Those, but even then, when Sony starts selling it for that price in digital, that means also physical, it starts going uh, down. Now, GameStop tends to hold on to their like, the prices a little bit more to see if they can get stuff out of people that, that want to buy physical. But there, I was gonna say, there's a uh, eight dollar auction on eBay for God of War for PS4. Yeah, <laughs> new, not used. So it's like I, I think like older games hold their value better because of the nostalgia factor. Well, and also the consoles aren't around. So like, if you happen well, to have a console that still works, it's a it's right? a limited. It's also a limited scarcity. I mean, yeah. Like, the that Seal Chrono Trigger that cost, like, what, $200? No, Seal Chrono Trigger was 1000 Oh, a thousand, yeah, 1000 Like, so... I mean, there's a store by my house, or in my state, that has a... I don't think it's sealed, but I think it's a complete inbox Earthbound for, like, 750 Yeah. Um, wasn't it you that found that Suikoden in 2... Like sealed for like two hundred or something. No, that was another store. That was like three fifty or four hundred. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it, I mean, there's not like ten copies of Sweet and Two ever, but there is a pretty finite number of copies, and there's always going to be there's less and less as the years go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like with anything that gets discontinued. Eventually, yeah, that's a, like. There's a, there's a local store by my house. It's a local game store. And I, I would love to shop there. They have the most atrocious fucking library I've ever seen of games. Because no one sells them stuff. And it's like, I don't want to buy Clue and Madden 92 for the SNES. Like you can't, you guys can't even ca- hold a copy of Mario World in. Like, what's, what's the deal here? <laughs> well, probably because there might be somebody that... I wonder if it's the same, like, ten people that go in there, and the minute that they have something good, they buy it, and then it's gone. Maybe. Yeah. It's just... I, uh, one, of the, one of the other local stores, they get a, they got a Chrono Trigger in for, like, $100, or, you know, and someone asked them, like, an hour later on their Instagram, like, do you still have it? And they're like, no, we already sold it. <laughs> yeah, because finding that for $100 is probably... It's, that's a steal, you know, at that point. Like one of my one of my one of my local stores, they put everything they get, or like most things they get on Instagram, and they go, oh here we're here are our trades in for the past hour or you know whatever, which makes a lot of good business sense because people get. Well, yeah, like that guy said they put the biggest ones on eBay because they know people aren't going to come in the store and just buy a one thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I mean that makes that makes total sense too. Yeah, not, no one's going to roll in with a grand of cash or like on their credit card and like I want to buy I want to buy a car trader right now. Yeah. But eBay, they'll instantly buy it, probably, or, you know, it won't be that hard. Yeah, that impulse buy, whatever, you know, it's... I, mean, I think... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I thought the, it was good. Uh, the documentary itself was, you know, put together well. But yeah. I just, it just felt like there were, like, 
one or two steps missing, like slightly from it. Like I would have much rather it would have been more interesting to see like Kelsey or Ian, like how they deal with people like on a day to day basis, either like who have inflated senses of what their stuff is worth. Because Ian tells some pretty good stories in his podcast. Do, do like a little like, uh, pawn stores. Yeah. On the movie, yeah. Um, or you know, he's talking about like the business. Re- like one guy, the, the boss, the Salem guy, to talk about that a little. But like the business realities of owning a store. Like you don't need to like break it down that like really hard, but say, hey, you know, our store pulls in twenty thousand dollars in sales a month. We, you know. Our, our overhead is like eighteen thousand or something, and then you have to like work out, you know, the the money that way. That would have been I agree. yeah. That would have been interesting to find out like how much like are they, they needing to make every month to stay running? Well, are, are, is somebody having to put in from their own uh, personal uh, they to keep it that, running? You know, they talked about that a little right at the very end when. One of the guys is like the family some, one, I think. No, 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 no. It was like it's, it was a different guy. He's like, if someone asks me like how to start a video store, I would say don't. And even Pat was like, yeah. If I had the money right now, I would open a coffee shop rather than a game shop. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I would have gone into like why that is or like what. That one guy was like, oh, we we uh sell we buy five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars of stuff a day. And it's like, what's how much are you selling then? Because like, how is that sustainable as a business? <laughs> like, are yeah, you that, selling a grand? That's what I was thinking too. Or... Yeah, how is that sustainable? I mean, if I mean, it's the same thing like with GameStop, right? How much are they buying of people that's trading in stuff, and then that's why GameStop is doing such well, so so well in the business arena right now. <laughs> but I wonder how much he gets from having that video game museum. No, that was it. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like I would see a sequel. Uh, I, I would probably focus like on Ian or Kel. Like there were a few really good personalities in that thing, and a few that weren't. <laughs> what would you say for the some that that weren't? I guess there was there was one guy. I don't know. He ran a shop. He had like black hair. I don't know if he had Asperger's or just had like a really oh, weird um, or <laughs> the Thrill House guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was like, you know, you named your show after you, you named your store after Millhouse. You don't need to act like him in real life, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they only went to him a couple times. I did try. I did find that one interesting where um, I think it's the control freak guy yeah. that um had that tv set up so people would go and update oh yeah those. that was inter- like he brought up a good point about people even in our country don't have you know internet like he, he's like i don't have good internet so what are you supposed to do yeah like where randy is he doesn't have great internet he kind of just has like the i satellite? guess no, not satellite, but like I think the most you can get is like ten megs or something. It's well, there was a sign. There was a sign with that one guy. The, the guy was like in like yeah. Tennessee or Kentucky or something, and it was like they had a sign for like satellite internet. Uh, our our highest speed is fifteen MB, Mbps, and it's like 
Holy that's, crap. That's not I. Like, what do you... Comcast <laughs> base is 25. You know, like... Yeah, I think my my mine is like 100, or a one, maybe even like 150, I think. Well, that's gone up to, like, I think, 200 now. Yeah. About, yeah. Um, like, I'm on a... They messed with my package, so now I have the X-Fi or whatever, and... I mean, like, if, if, if that guy had any sense, he would, he would actually charge people. Not, like, a huge fee, but, like, $5. I think that that would put negative connotations on the store, which is why he doesn't do it. It, it's I mean, a good idea because it gets people to go into the store and maybe they shop around. Obviously, that guy, you know, probably does have a lot of people to just go, oh, I'm going to Walmart. Yeah. While this thing yeah, does take this is, this is This is like 10 years ago at least. I saw I was in a coffee shop, not at Starbucks, but like a local coffee shop. I saw a guy walk in with an Xbox 360 and like a little micro TV. And he put the console on the table and he put the TV on top of it. And it started playing Gears of War 2. And it's like, like online, and it's like, I might invest in internet at the home at that point. <laughs> like, I, I would, I, would, I guess I'd never be ballsy enough to just bring in a console and just start hooking it up to the TV. You know. <laughs> yeah. But that's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was good. Like, I, or like, I would have had a, uh, if the museum stuff was fine, but I would have had like a just a separate movie for that. Or, you know, talking about game collector, like Pat, he has like a huge, I mean, I think he has like every NES game. Yeah. Talk, but... about, talk about his collection, or talk about like the guy, uh, there's like some NBA player, former NBA player who has like most. I like, could every... see that being like a, if they ever put it out physically. Um, no, they, not for resale movie. It, it, you can buy a copy. Well, I meant like as a DVD extra or something like that. No, I mean, like there, there is a good. They do have extras already for it, but I mean, it's it, that's not on there. It's just like, uh, it's like a commentary with like Pat and like the director, I think, and look at a few other things, and like you know, extra features and stuff. But yeah, I did like seeing like uh, you know Frank Cifaldi had something to do with the Mega Man collection, and I, I was blown. Away. I did not know who, what that guy looked like at all, so I was like, oh, that's him. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, followed, I followed him on Twitter for years, and I, don't, I never like talked to him. I'm like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> or I would have also talked. I mean, it would have been interesting if they talked to like old Funko Land like employees. I wonder how you even find old Funko Land employees at this. Point. Well, you put up a put out a call like online, be like, hey, did you work at Funko Land? Back, you know, back in the day, or. It would have been awesome if they could take footage from GameStop to show the old stores and stuff like that. I thought they might do that, but it's yeah. okay. I mean, it is the point is to show like these mom and pops because it's yeah, different when you're having to deal with the corporations and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when oh, Pink Gorilla becomes a map, you know, the undisputed retro gaming store. <laughs> but I think overall, I think. I did enjoy it. I, it did give me a sense of maybe not for the Switch, and obviously PC is all digital at this point. Like you know, you kind of just well, have to P- deal with it. Yeah, you can't. PC is like the the platform that will basically always be existing unless the internet goes down completely. <laughs> yeah, because so many, it costs way more money now to put a disk drive in your whatever. Yeah, my thing. You my buy. Does your laptop have a disk drive? Because no, mine doesn't. doesn't. No, one doesn't. I'd like buy one. 
I'm my, like, what? Uh, my old computer does, but I remember yeah. I had to put that in as an option. Right. Like, it wasn't something that came standard, you know? Um, my daughter's does that I just bought her last year. Yeah, isn't it like a lower end it's model? It's lower Asus, yeah. Yeah, so it's weird that, like, the expensive models that we have don't have disk drives. <laughs> I guess it's so that you can, I, I don't know, so it's more space for something else, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it did make me think about, well, maybe for, not Xbox, obviously, because uh, I don't need to buy the game. I think Halo might be the only game that I buy, because I have all the other Halos. Um, and that is something that if for some reason the server went down, I'd be upset if I couldn't play. But, like, um, for Sony, like, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I might actually go to a GameStop or whatever and buy it. To have oh, it I am definitely buying a physical copy of that game. I want that steel book. <laughs> yeah, or like any Sony game now. I mean, the Switch, I don't want to because... I don't want to have to carry all the games around with me. Like, that game, yeah. that system is made for just open the thing up, turn it on, and play a game for 10 minutes, and okay, all my games are there, you know? I, I have this, like, actual, like, little case that has, like, a game holder in it, or it holds, like, 10 games. <laughs> yeah, I have the case, too, that holds, like, 20 games, and, I mean, they're so small, like, it's not that big a deal, but, you know... Yeah, you just don't want to carry something around like that. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't want to. Like, I do carry my backpack with me everywhere. It's it's not that big. It's just it's annoying to have to switch, like to have to have the cartridges when when I go. Okay, like I take mine to work every day. Yeah. And so I can you know, in my two breaks, play a little bit. Yeah. And I don't want to have to haul around cartridges, so it it is easier. Um, but I kind of look at that like my my computer. Like I'm gonna have that when it's digital. But my PS4 that's sitting on my TV, and I'm not gonna move that around anywhere. I'll buy those games physically if I can. Right? Obviously, you know, if we're getting well, sent codes, we're not gonna send. I, them I think. Code. I think. Uh, I think it was Kelsey that she said, like she was like, I mean, she owns a store, and she's like, hey, if I can get the game cheaper digitally, I'll buy it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, and too, yeah. right? Like, so many sales come out digitally where it's not on sale at the store yet for that price, but Sony puts a sale on, and all of a sudden this game that just came out like a month ago is $30. Like, you can't really can't pass that up. But also, I think stores are getting increasingly increasingly more desperate to, like, move merchandise. And so they'll have, like, day, you know, day one or, like, one day flash sales. I feel like, like GameStop has sales all the time now because of that. Yeah, yeah GameStop's really the retro stuff is really funny because I think last week they had like a buy two get one free on all used games, mm-hmm. and ninety percent of what I was trying to find they didn't you couldn't buy it on their website. Oh yeah, because they want you to go to the store. No, I mean like, this is all like SNES games. Oh okay, and it's like, well then why are you advertising a copy of Mega Man X two if you don't have cop you know copies to sell? Yeah, it's, it's like, weird because they just pull it from the store and and it's a sell anyway. Right? Yeah. Well, no, like old game, old retro games. They just have like a big warehouse in Texas that has all their old crap. Mm-hmm. Or like you know why why are you ha- why do you have a cop? Also, I mean the problem with also like GameStop buying retro is like you don't get the whole game or you don't get the whole thing. 
Like they have you just get the game. Yeah, I would love to buy Fire Emblem, uh, the GameCube one, and it's like one fifty. But I know I get the game like a paper sleeve, not in the actual case or with a manual. Yeah, exactly. It's like this does not help me at all. You idiots! Like, yeah, the whole point of buying the retro is you want the whole thing with the box. You don't want just the game itself. Yeah, I bought this is years ago. I think I bought Smash Brothers Melee. Air Guys for the PS1 and Tomba for the PS1. And they came in three paper envelopes. And it's like, great, thanks. I had to spend at least, I think I spent $30 buying a Tomba 1 case on eBay after the fact. And it's like, you suck. Like, you should have, there should have been an option like, hey, pay $10 more to get the actual full complete copy. Might be that they couldn't find one with the case. They obviously don't sell the game. <laughs> yeah, if it makes some money at that point, they're they're desperate, you know. Well, speaking of that, I guess yeah. because uh, Reggie Fizeme, of course, uh, former head of uh, Nintendo America, is now on along with a few other people that were put into the same like they they were kind of brought in all at the same time. I think one of them was the like guy that used to be the head of Petco or something. Yeah. Um is now on the board of directors for GameStop. Now, obviously, if you look at it from the reality standpoint, what he's doing is he's showing up to like three or f- three to like ten meetings a year and making a bunch yeah. of money, but he also has a lot of say in what GameStop winds up doing. And I like the fact that somebody was so heavily involved in games, especially for somebody like Nintendo, um, that values physical media and somebody that would kind of know what's going on and I think it's a positive step for GameStop I don't know that I, I you know looking back at now that I've kind of read more on what they want to do with these stores and all that I don't think it's such a I think the store where you go in and they have the tabletop, and they have the the games there, and all that stuff. I think that's a really good idea because I think that that's important still to have like the human interaction that we necessarily don't have as much. Like that's why people go to these conventions and they go to these things and they go to these um, you know tournaments and all that stuff in person is so that you can have that human interaction. And I think. Um, you know, one of those, uh, was it the Lost Art guy? The one that said, I wouldn't open a video game store. He's, they said that he still does game tournaments yeah. at his. You know, like, I think that that's a good idea to get people in. And the whole um, being able to pay a certain amount of money to, like, basically play a game for a few hours, try it out at the store, I think that's fantastic. Like, that's a great idea to get someone to turn around and buy a game at your store. Like, I uh, I agree in principle. The problem is it's still GameStop and they have such a bad record that I think they if they named the store anything else it would do better. I just think you can't unname it now. Like I mean, people talk to name things all the time. <laughs> I don't know that you can just rename it though. Like I think it's GameStop. Like, it's like but I don't think it's—I don't think it has such a neg- It has a negative thing, obviously, because of their trading policies. 
and whatever. Well, no, it's, it's not just that. It's like you go in, and now people are getting hassled to sell their phones to GameStop. Right. Yeah. Or you know they have to hold, do that whole like circle of life selling scheme or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, that they stopped until the that new guy came in, and maybe this is hopefully something that Reggie could. I mean, if if they were serious, they should just give kind of like I think he turned around Pizza Hut or something. You know, when he was working there, mm-hmm. they should just kind of give him carte blanche, and he should go. Okay, these policies work. These don't. We need to focus on actual good customer experience, which they haven't for ever, and <laughs> go that route. <laughs> yeah, get people in the store that you know know what they're talking about. Um, well, I don't blame. No, I think I think clerks are pretty decent, actually. Yeah, but they've just been so beaten down by like the management and like you know hitting sales targets or hitting like these insane goals. Like, I, I follow this one guy on uh, YouTube who talks about, like, his store, uh, they were supposed to get, like, between, like, 8 and 10 trade-ins a day for, like, people trading in games or, you know, phone, like, technology or something. And he he, he worked at a store they, they called Boonstock because of uh, the boonies in, like, I think, like, uh, like uh, Florida. And he was like... We had, we had, like, one or two people coming in a day, and that was it. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to hit these targets? <laughs> yeah, they, they should definitely be aware of uh, who goes. I mean, I, how I think the, popular your store I, is. The larger problem is also this GameStop has too many stores. Well, they did say that they was that what's something they were going to start weeding out is in order to be able to... And that's also something else. The only way that these stores are going to be able to make it is not only are you going to have to weed out some of the stores, you're also going to have to, if you're going to have two stores in one area, they have to be completely different from each other. Yeah. And, like, you're going to have to have the ThinkGeek store that also sells games, like kind of like the way GameStop is right now. And then you also have the, the other store that is, we don't really sell memorabilia, we don't really sell... Um, but this is the one where you can go and have the land party or do whatever, whatever, and you know. Yeah, uh, there used to be a, 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 in my old college town. There was a GameStop across the street from a GameStop. Yeah, it's like you don't see that as a problem, and they eventually closed one of them down. But that went on for years. Like it wasn't like oh, it was only like for a month, and then the other one shut down. It's like no, this one this went on for at least a good three or four years. Yeah, I mean, well, for a certain time, I mean, GameStop was the place to go when it came to buying your I, games. Yeah, they lost their relevance to a very large degree. I mean, it, online has crippled them to an extent, but Amazon can, has also hurt them a lot as they buy their stores. Yeah, but I just think like they just like people aren't excited to go to GameStop because they just don't like to be hassled, and GameStop's. I think their prices are usually kind of bad, and their inventory is bad as well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, especially, I think. Well, what hurts is is that thing of at any moment, Sony, Microsoft, Steam, um, Nintendo, to a lesser extent, can just on their digital marketplace, have a sale. Yeah. And that can be 10 to $15 lower than whatever is at GameStop. 
and you feel like shit if i want to if i i just you're gonna hurt yourself or not hurt yourself literally but like you're gonna be punch yourself in the gut of fuck i just spent 45 hours on this game that was 30 dollars you know so it's like it this incentivizes you to like go to the store and try to find anything that's relatively new from these current generations because you don't know and it, so like i think people have gotten conditioned to a certain extent of like okay well gamestop i know they're not going to just randomly put this thing on a flash sale right so if it's forty dollars right now it'll be forty dollars for like three or four months I mean, GameStop has a deal of the day. Every day they have deals of the day of, like, stuff that's, you know, marked on just for the day. And today it's Killer Queen Black, a Switch game, and Dissidia for the PS4. Right, but they also have to have publisher approval. They can't just decide to do that by themselves. They could. No, these are all, this is used stuff. They could. Oh, used stuff? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... They mark they mark the city down from fifteen to ten, and it's like, no, I, I mean I, I might be able to find it cheaper online, but that's still too, asking too much for that game. <laughs> the only good thing about GameStop until Walmart had that deal that they have now with Nintendo was if something came out and somebody already traded it in within the first week, it's already fifty dollars, yeah. so you can get it for it, well, it's used. No, no, like Walmart. Like if you go to a Walmart, like that, an, that Animal Crossing game will be fifty bucks. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. It used to be until Walmart beat them to the but punch with that. But also, well, Best Buy used to have that too, but then they got rid of that. <laughs> yeah. And they were so. like boneheaded, boneheaded maneuver. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting to kind of get to go back and like look at a time where. And and then like see people en- enjoying the old stuff, you know. Um, but as uh, I think it was the guy that owns the video game museum said, you know that niche is going to get smaller and smaller. Um, but also as Kelsey said, I don't think we're going to have people talking about PS4 games. Oh no! Not the I mean, same way you talk about Super Nintendo games. Twenty yeah, years from now, you know, people go out there and buy like complete runs, of, or you know, they try to collect like, every like Pat. He has every NES game. You, you know, you think someone's going to go out there and go, "I need every Xbox One game." Well, like, no. also because you can't, uh, unless you're <laughs> including digital. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, well, no, I mean like digital, like physical games. Yeah. I mean, no, digital is out of the question. But I mean, like just physical, like no one, no one values games like that, modern games like that anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, because of that, because most of those games, most of the great games are going to be the ones that are only digital. No. Well, I meant like, okay, if you want to say you have the 30 best games on the system, eventually you're going to reach a point where if you really want to talk about the some of the great indie titles or whatever, even, okay, let's, let's go back to looking at... Um, those top tens that we made. Well, no, it's it's not that. It's like you're talking about like the best game for the system, and it's like right. y- y- I agree with that. But I mean, like Pat has every NES game you know ever made. You know, do you think like 
fucking Bible adventures or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are worth a damn? No. No. But he, he still has them. He went out and collected them. Because, well, you know, because he's a... Because means something. Well, no, because he didn't have every Neskin growing up as a kid. Or, you know, he, he he had a big... I think he had a reasonably big library. But, no, it's like the whole collector mentality. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think most people have that anymore to begin with. Well, there's also way too many games. I mean, not... Not really. I mean, think about like how there were 700 SNES games. I mean, there aren't. There's probably like 500 PS4 games. I mean, like phys- physical copies of PS4 games. Not. Oh yeah, uh, but I think that's part of it too, right? You'll never collect everything because you get to the point where oh, this wasn't released physically, and then okay. You know, um, and that, I think that's what they were getting at was that okay, you can find every NES game, SNES game, Genesis game, whatever physically. Like uh, you know, the uh, guy. That well, even was, like even if there are like SNES, like Genesis and Super Nintendo games that like were technically digital that you can't easily play anymore. But those those don't matter. And I think like the idea that like now that like digital games matter is like. Yeah, they do, but to a collector, they don't because you like. There's that one woman uh, who was like, if someone trades in a console to me and it has fifty digital games, it's like, okay, you still have the same price as zero because it doesn't matter. Yeah, because yes, <laughs> that console has to get wiped and it's not going to have those games on there anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I think like. I have a friend on on uh, online who's trying to click like every Vita game, and it's like, all right, that's a weird system, but go for it. And then she, you know, if you have reams of this shit, and it's like, yeah, there were a ton of Vita digital only games, but she just wants the physical collection, or you know, hey, why not? I mean, well, the Vita. Vita was a bad system. <laughs> no, see, well, they really love that system, you know. Like, no, it was fine, yeah. But, I mean, it was done in by a stupid memory card problem, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I just, um... I think it, it does really make you appreciate, like... I, I, I'm i someone that, like, actually... You know, um, the GB collection is about to show up on HBO Max whenever that comes out. And this could be digital for the first time. Uh, and then I think they they've started releasing them digitally now. I'm not sure, uh, but because when I went to go buy, because I started okay, I'll just buy a few, you know. And then I got into that mentality, we're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna buy them all, and I did. Uh, yeah. So I have all the Ghibli movies on Blu-ray. Um, and I don't have that collection thing that came out or whatever. I have them all separate. Right. And, like, I think, like, I wouldn't trade it for anything um, because, like, it's really cool to say you have that and then no matter what happens, if HBO Max dies, they all work, you know? Yeah. And I, I think mean, I'm there's bu- something to that, you know? I mean, I'm buying fucking Super Nintendo games. And it's like, this is dumb because yeah. I have at least nine different ways to play these games, you know, any other uh, way. It, it, I mean, and the cool thing about that is also those cartridges kind of serve as a showpiece, too. Oh, yeah. Where, I mean, they're cool. I mean, they, like, 
you know, my uh, Mario RPG cartridge has a big blockbuster sticker on it, which is hilarious. <laughs> for for it, the sticker is like ninety nine cents, and it's like wow. What I, I wish I bought that bought that when it came out, or you know, <laughs> I'm sure they had like Earthbound and Chrono Triggers in that in that same discount pile as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... I mean, I think physical. I think physical will go away. I don't think it's like. I think one person was like, "Oh, ten or twenty years, it'll be a great run." I mean, I think that'll be the max. Uh, I mean, I think there will still be occasional game store, like retro game stores, but you know, it'll be like the way like certain hobbies have just died out. Like, how many model train stores are there in your town? Maybe one, <laughs> like, or you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am, I mean, obviously it's good that gaming has evolved, um, and that it's not something like we're talking about where I think eventually, uh, as someone that used to collect them and uh, regrets it terribly, because uh, I spent a lot of money that I sit there and look at and go, oh my god, I could have bought so many other things. Uh, you know, the Funko Pops... Which, you know, hey, they're still thriving and, and good for them. You know, they're, they're thinking about opening stores in other places. Um, I really wish one of those thinky stores existed around here. <laughs> it, like, I think we're going to get to a point where that's going to run its course. And yeah. you won't see those anymore. Yeah. Um, Whereas gaming continues, regardless of whether you wind up having physical media or not, and yeah, the next-gen consoles are going to make it even easier for you to want to do everything digitally, and especially if, you know, xCloud takes off and you can start playing things on your phone and on your PC without, and all you have to do is transfer the file over, um, then yeah, you know, uh, so. I mean, it will eventually come to a point, not like right now, but I mean like 20 years from now or something where you can have like a little memory card and it will have every game on it from like the PS1 down and it'll be, you know, $10 or something or, you know, size will always get bigger cards will always get, you know the storage the faces you know, cards will always get bigger, the, the physical size will always get smaller and then computers will always get faster <laughs> yeah, that's true I mean, we'll also come to a point at some point where, like, 50 years down the line, we'll have some Xbox emulator, 360 emulator that has, you can, they'll have every 360 game on your computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's, like, it, it is cool to, um, I, I do think it, uh, it has its purpose, and it, I hate it because, like, I do think that they're cool, um, to be able to just go in a game store, right? And you know the people in there all love that same thing that you do. Yeah. And... Well, I think a few of the people talked about like, yeah, the communal aspect. Yeah. And it's like, I can do that, I guess. But typically when I go in the store, I just want to run and run out. <laughs> right. Like. Well, okay, I think uh, we've kind of covered it all here, so we're about to... We're going to finish it out. Sure. And... Damn, we talked about this a lot more than I thought we would. <laughs> well, it was a de- like a good movie. I mean, we should talk about the King of Kong next about what a shit Billy Mitchell is. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was good, and definitely think you should check it out if you care anything about older stuff or you know collecting or whatever. I think it's certainly interesting and uh, well worth uh, well worth checking out. So, but yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, if you listen the whole time, appreciate it. Uh, you can go review on whatever podcast listening service that you like. Um, go check out that w10net.com, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later, everybody. <laughs>